0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Today with us, Jeffrey Norman, writer at the Weekly Standard, who had a cover story on the gun issue not long ago. And today we're talking about the vote in the United States Senate and where we are with gun legislation. Jeffrey, welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, and I understand that you're armed, so I'm going to be very, very careful with my questions today. (laughs) Uh, so uh, the the vote today to move the debate forward. That's not the end of anything, but it is the beginning of something. Where are we, do you think, uh, on the gun debate in Capitol Hill?
1: No, uh, well, I just don't think it'll ever end. What do you mean? I mean, we'll. Well, I mean this this thing is passed. Now we will it will be open for amendments, and um, there'll be debates on some of the things that were not in there to include the the perennial assault weapons ban. And uh, I suppose eventually something will come to a vote. We'll see. Uh, I, I don't think this this is anything like the end of it.
0: Uh, and that's one of the concerns that uh, Second Amendment advocates have, is that it's not the notion of expanding background checks uh, to some small degree today, but rather the acknowledgment that at some point there will be another uh, shooting because there are sick people in the world, and then the immediate reaction will be, see, this didn't work. Now we have to do more. It's always going to be more, 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 isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, that's my fear, that, that you know, if, you don't, if you don't adopt some sort of an inflexible standard, and you know, in my reading, the Second Amendment's pretty inflexible, uh, then you just do this thing incrementally every time there's another outrage. And you'd say, well, look, we tried this. It didn't work. Now we've got to, we've got to close this loophole and try that. Uh, and, you know, on we go.
0: But it is interesting that the people who are pushing for the, uh, whether it's the compromise that we see with the background checks, but with an exception for family, you know, gift exchanges, and, you know, moving, the, moving the gun to the family, they they acknowledge that what they're proposing would not have prevented Newtown and would not prevent the next Newtown. I've never seen legislation where people announce right up front, this absolutely will not solve the problem we're trying to solve.
1: Yeah, th- this is the curious thing about the, this debate and so many other debates is that we, we hear that, uh, proposition X, Y, or Z is a really big, major, important thing, but don't worry; it won't, nothing, won't nothing, will nothing will change. Uh, you know, you see the same thing with Obamacare. Uh, oh, don't worry; you know, we're going to completely revolutionize healthcare in this country. But if you like what you got, you'll get to keep it. Uh, we're hearing this with <laughs> you know people like me who who believe in the Second Amendment, who who uh, think that you know that firearms are just you know one element of the you know industrial world civilization whatever you have um we're we're a little we're made a little nervous uh you know when we hear oh we're going to pass a great big bill that's going to take a lot of debate but don't worry uh nothing's going to change for you
0: what what do guns mean to america as far as our national identity and as far as our political process in your opinion jeff
1: well i I wrote a story or an article. issues back for the standard which i believe that was called the, the guns that made america um it, you know it's very hard to uh, to ring uh on uh, uh, a history of america out of actual history and not acknowledge that guns are a big part uh, you know that uh, we won the revolution i believe in part because we had better guns than the brits uh, we had gun makers in pennsylvania who developed a rifled musket uh, the Battle of Saratoga uh, an American I don't know if he was a militiaman or a regular but he shot a British officer out of the saddle a couple hundred yards and totally demoralized the British troops that kind of thing Sergeant York in the First world War um, we are a, a gun culture or a culture that that incorporated firearms uh, and and did so. Successfully and in some ways gloriously, uh, you know, the, the industrial revolution in the Connecticut River Valley began with Eli Whitney demonstrating, you know, interchangeable parts for muskets or guns, which he then took down to Washington and, and uh, convinced the uh, administration in power, whichever one it was then, to. To make an order. Um, and the, for years, the Connecticut River Valley was known as Gun Valley. Um, all up and down the river, there were people making guns. It was part of the, it was the seed of the American Industrial Revolution.
0: And yet today, the re, the uh, response to guns and gun ownership is akin to those are icky, take them away. And it's it seems to me that we're at a moment where there's an intellectual conversation going on in the one and where people talk about the relationship between the state and the individual the notion of self-defense and how guns are part of that fundamental human notion and then the other conversation is guns!" Are? and i don't how do you how do you have a rational consensus with people whose whole attitude is i just don't like them they scare me
1: well well i, I don't think you do uh and i think you you uh, one would hope that we see gun ownership increase or sales increase that maybe more people will be you know go to a, go to a range do a little shooting understand that these things can be marvelous tools and that mastering them is a is a skill that you know expands you as a human uh i, I as, uh, an odd thing for me is the way this debate is framed is that somehow ownership of guns, or the presence of guns, or the proliferation of guns—where, what have you—is uh, sort of automatically uh, implies an increase in uh, mayhem, crime, right. the kind of shootings that we all hate. I live in Vermont. Um, I got to be one of the last captive conservatives in Vermont, <laughs> but uh, the the everybody here's got a gun. Not everybody, but mm-hmm. the guns are. I think. I saw a statistic someplace that is either the first or second uh, highest per capita gun ownership in the country is in Vermont. Exceedingly liberal state, as we all know. And there's no gun crime here. Um, you know, people don't wander around looking over their shoulders, afraid they're going to get blown out of their socks. But if you lived in Chicago on the south side, where you've got a multitude of uh, laws about guns, uh, you better be worried, and you probably ought to be armed, even though it's illegal.
0: That's the latest on the state of play from Washington, D.C., regarding guns. Thank you so much, Jeffrey Norman, for joining us here on the Weekly Standard podcast. This week's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. And please check weeklystandard.com for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.